You are listening to Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of an occupied America. Welcome back to the Signs of the Times podcast. We're continuing our conversation with French astrophysicist Jean-Pierre Petit. We're discussing his experiences with the Umites, and we pick up where we left off last time. I have written a book uh, uh, in which I tried to uh, speak about that as a fiction. Um, you know, uh, we there are special kind of monkeys on the earth called bonobo. Bonobo are chimpanzees, uh, and small chimpanzees, but they are very intelligent. And in the University of Florida in Yerkes. They have developed uh, experiments to exchange information with bonobos. And bonobos have not vocal cords. They cannot speak. And something inter- interesting, they try to to imitate men. If you say, for example, a cup, the bonobo will say, <gasps> and if you make an analysis of the uh, sounds, you will find he tries to do that, but he has not... He doesn't have the vocal cords to be able to, to say To be it. able, if mm-hmm. he had vocal cords, probably he would do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I were a researcher in Yorkers, I would put artificial cords to uh, uh, chimpanzees that he could act with muscles when he is very young to see. And perhaps he, he would talk. Perhaps he would be obliged to uh, um, admit them at the United States uh, 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 uh? Mm. organization mm-hmm. okay well uh, so to, uh, to 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 exchange with Bonobo uh, uh, these researchers use a screen uh, a sensitive screen that Bonobo can put his finger and the image which are on the screen has nothing to see to to do with real image. If some word since means banana, it's not a banana; it's something else. So then they can manage that. Well, uh, you have just read what was done all about all that, but we discovered that this uh, monkey have memory. Uh, a researcher can say, uh, well. Um, I'm, I will visit you tomorrow. Uh, I will bring a gift. What do you want? You want a, a candy or you want a banana? And the bonobo uh, shows the sign with candy. Uh, the day after, the girls c- come back and the bonobo moves in his, his cage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, uh, he shows the sign gift, gift. Gift. And then the girls pull a banana. And he shows no, and he shows candy, mm. you know, and so on. You know, so uh, they are intelligent. Mm-hmm. But what can you do with monkeys? You can't just manipulate them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's limited. You are not going to explain quantum mechanics to them. You know, okay? So uh, uh, we are different, and between Bonobo and us, we have uh, many millions years different. We can understand that. We can understand that we have animals that are, who consider they are more primitive than when we are. Uh, for bonobos, they can recognize 2,000 words by voice when we talk to them. But we could talk to the whales, we could talk to uh, insects, we, we, insects, you know. But something is very difficult to imagine for us is that we could be visited 
by people who would be different from us from million years because we would be the bonobos uh -huh. and they would be in situations they cannot communicate easily with us except manipulating us and that's what we we it, it took years before thinking about that you know and i am an astrophysicist and i can tell you something uh, uh, a million year is very few, uh, a very short time for the evolution of a planet and stars. Huh? If you could take uh, two planets on which live uh, the life developed at uh, 10, 20, 100 years like distant or more, the chance that these two planets will be synchronic, uh, that uh, evolution would be very comparable, very weak. Uh, either you go on this planet and you find uh, uh, snakes, <laughs> either you find animals and you are the snake, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, are, you are the primitive. But to be similar, it's very improbable. So, uh, as the Yumi, and uh, when you read the uh, Yumi letter, they have built a, uh, a Shema which is believable and uh, that we can understand. You know, when we uh, talk to Bonobo, we use concepts that they can understand. We show things that they can uh, grasp on, you know. Mm -hmm. So is the Yumo document uh, an experience? Possibly. So, and if it's an experience, who runs experiments, you know? Mm -hmm. that, that's fantastic because this idea is that we could be visited by people very advanced with respect to us. And we had a contact by email with a, a strange correspondent who pretended to come from another planet. <laughs> well, it, it may look like strange to you, but, you know, why not? So uh, what I can say is that the scientific level was quite high. He uh, was talking about artificial intelligence, about logic, about things like that. So it was interesting. And uh, we were two or three friends, uh, and uh, it was uh, uh, during uh, several months. And after a while, my uh, friend uh, Jeanette said, it looks like a machine, you know. Uh, there are no feeling. Uh, the way this it talks, it's strange. And then we started to attack this correspondent. And then the answer was, I am the creature made with uh, uh, flesh and blood which corresponds with you through this machine. I can die. I have to eat for for my life. Uh, I, I have what we call feelings, but I use... Uh, uh, but it was an interface to in, some sort of artificial intelligence that was behind it. They, uh, we, uh, the word was interface protocolaire informatisé. I don't know how you can uh, it, uh, translate uh, that. A computerized... Uh, interface for uh, relationship yeah, for for communication protocols exactly exactly mm -hmm. uh, and we discovered that and was this connected with the umites no 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 but uh, who knows uh, uh, was it true uh, uh, 
The idea that... Or was it some AI machine in the basement in Washington that was... Uh, no, it, it was just warning us. Huh? Then uh, the research about uh, AI, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, were very strong and developed in military uh, fields. Mm-hmm. And that uh, it's a weapon worse than everyone, uh, all others. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me, just on the point that um, that you make, that um, that there may be other civilizations uh, who are much more advanced than us, but who don't have the ability to communicate with us effectively in the same way the bonobo we can't communicate effectively with the bonobo monkeys. It, it it seems to me that that inability that we have to communicate with monkeys is is uh, is our problem. It's that we're not developed enough. At some point in the future, we may be able to. So, a civilization much more advanced than us, possibly, you could say that they should be able to com- communicate with us effectively and the bonobo monkeys. You know what I mean? Yes, but that, you uh, know, I, I don't. I don't think you realize what is really a very large difference. You know, take your your example. Us with respect to the bonobos, mm-hmm. what can we do? There is a barrier. We mm-hmm. can do nothing else than manipulate. What can we do? Mm-hmm. We cannot feel that what they feel, mm-hmm. and they cannot feel that we feel. Mm-hmm. You understand? There is a qualitative difference, and we are completely different in in our mind. And uh, if some people would be different as like in this case, we cannot imagine that, you know. Mm-hmm. We can't even imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- my point is that they should be able to understand us. But we can understand the bonobos too. But wha- what's wrong? You know, uh, we made, we make very interesting experiments w- with bonobos. For an example, uh, it takes uh, many years to to teach a bonobo how to use a screen, how to understand the mm. world, and so on. So a researcher made an experiment. In the same room, the, uh, there was a bonobo who was able to understand the, the words and to answer with the screen. And another bonobo, young, a young one, and then this young one made a mistake, and the girl said, "You're naughty! You're naughty! You should not do that!" And you know what did the other? He interfaced between the two, uh, just like he said, "Don't uh, be angry about him. He cannot understand." Ah, <laughs> huh? and so on. Mm-hmm. And if we, uh, well. You know what we could do would be to put uh, uh, cords on bonobos mm-hmm. and see what happens. We could be surprised. But the uh, extraterrestrials, they don't put cords. They give sense. <laughs> they, put, they put implants and... Oh, yeah, implants. <laughs> do examinations, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you've discussed the Umites, you've said that they don't have any poetry, they don't have any music, they seem not to have the same emotions or no sense of humor and at one point you mentioned to me something about it was like a colony of ants yes but you know uh, uh, what I pick from this experience of 30 years is a glimpse on the humanity mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, uh, President Week? I was evoking a visit to Sandia Laboratory and even more laboratory. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a consequence to a letter 
uh, indicating what was going there. Mm -hmm. And I can, you know, I, I seem very aware about military purpose. Uh, I know a lot of things about uh, uh, many fields. Uh, well, we find that in these letters. In, in these letters, we discover how ugly we are. You mm -hmm. know, uh, this not uh, well. I, t I was talking about uh, Max Brothers. This is funny, but when we look back to our humanity, we are scared, deadly scared. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, we are just projecting in our future with crowd control machine, uh, we discovered. You know, they they told us about things that were done by the American in South Af America and by the Russian in Afghanistan. It was horrible, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the training of torturers to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, all the time, in uh, uh, each letter, uh, we learn more about our monstrosity. And uh, the, uh, the question now is not to know if it's true, it's not true. See, what? could we do for us mm -hmm. and uh, I have a friend who has written a book recently published I think it's very interesting because uh, it's, an, it's not a new idea but uh, he enhanced it very clearly uh, it's a question of ethnocide it means that if uh, uh, extraterrestrial people would land on the on, on the earth, would show like a mass attack. Well, our civilization would collapse completely. Our social system, our scientific system, our religious system would collapse. You know, we could not stand the truth. There are billion people that uh, would be completely destroyed mentally by this just this knowledge, and this that's, no that's that's what we were. Um we were speaking about uh, earlier about the idea of um, that from our point of view, uh, looking at the news and, and uh, the way these things are being dealt with, that there's um, there seems to be a progressive uh, you know uh, disclosure in, in terms of official uh, official sources in the news about, for example, Mars and life on Mars and uh, life on other planets, and it seems to us that this is possibly a very Slow. A, a, a very lot. Well, it's slow, but it's a, it's a, it, it seems to be a, a logical way that they, the, the the controllers or the people in control, would go about this process if they're going to deal with the subject of extraterrestrial life. Then they'll begin with the little tiny microorganisms because people can deal with that. Like you're saying that it, our society would collapse. They probably don't want our society to collapse, so they do it tiny piece at a time and the first tiny piece because most most people think most ordinary people think that we are alone they have been told that mm. we are alone in absolutely, the universe absolutely. so the first thing they hear is we're not alone but it's not scary it's tiny tiny microorganisms you know I they can can't attack us i can tell you something uh, uh, in the early letters sent by the image they said there is a primitive life on mars and you will soon discover it. Uh -huh. Soon means uh, years for them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it corresponds that what we say, perhaps someday uh, the NASA and the space organization will say there is a discovery. We have discovered a very primitive bacteria on Mars. Mm -hmm. they, they, they could do this tomorrow. 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 Could, because it, tomorrow, literally tomorrow, like it yeah. could be in the news and that there is life on Mars. 
Yeah. And it would be because there's been there's been four, five, six years of slow build up to that. And it wouldn't be a problem tomorrow to say it. Yes. You know, People you just be, oh. imagine the shock. Just yeah. that. It would be a shock for all the earth while not alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, it's only little microbes. Le- yes. <laughs> yeah. They That's right, they are very little. They can't attack us, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, maybe but they we can. should launch preventative war yes. so that well, they never it. will. <laughs> yes. Should attack but them. you know, uh, we had uh, another contact by emails uh, during the precedent year that was uh, signed by UMITS because now some messages are sent by uh, um, emails and uh, what is a true letter? What is a false letter? It mm-hmm. has no, no meaning. There is something with the content. Is this content uh, bryant? Is this content low? That's the mm-hmm. uh, only thing you can say. Mm-hmm. And in this c- uh, letter, in this message, something was completely uh, uh, fantastic. It's about the Schumacher-Levy uh, comet. Mm-hmm. You remember uh, in 1982, I, I think, uh, two astronomers, Schumacher and uh, uh, Karen Levy, they discovered uh, blocks uh, that was assimilated to uh, uh, the debris of a comet uh, passing uh, close to Jupiter. And these debris were going to the uh, uh, per- per- Perihelion or Aphelion, and coming back to Jupiter, and uh, people computed the trajectory, and as they said, it this debris was dragged Jupiter. Unfortunately, we are not uh, look at it as a good place, but Galileo, our satellite, is very well placed, and we will have information about that. All thousands of astronomers and researchers said that fantastic, we are going to observe that uh, for the first time. But uh, when uh, the object uh, went into Jupiter, uh, Jupiter rotates quite fast. So we we saw spots. I probably remember the spots. They were as large as Europe. So how such tiny object, like a twenty kilometers large object, could make a spot like uh, Europe? But just because uh, uh, Jupiter is made of layer of material and some dark layer, dark yes, uh, is uh, uh, underground. Not on the ground, uh, in the lower, the lower layers. L- lower layers, and when this thin object uh, enters Jupiter, uh, it comes at hundred kilometers per second, uh, with an ing- angle of forty-five degrees, and it enters something like hundred kilometers deep, and uh, this object is vaporized. And in place, you have a pit with very hot gas, like 10,000 degrees. So it works like a geyser. You know, what is a geyser? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a geyser. A geyser. A geyser. A geyser. This geyser eject gas, and this gas is spread on a big surface. So as a astronomer and scientist, people could explain why you had such big spots. And then uh, the letter said there are no... Uh, they are not debris of comets, they are bombs. And uh, uh, these bombs were built by Americans and uh, brought to Jupiter for testing uh, antimatter bombs. Mm-hmm. 
very powerful, something like 10,000 megatons bombs each one. And uh, Galileo uh, was designed to observe this impact. And when uh, we had the measurement from Galileo, they were very low with respect than the value recorded on the Earth. And it was not uh, uh, planned that somebody could measure uh, values from the Earth. So there is a great uh, suspicion that the value given by Galileo were recorded before and they are completely false. Because if there were bombs, you should have gamma rays, you know, that's for the uh, impact should, should be on the other side. Well, and then uh, the letter said uh, Galileo passed uh, close to Yo. Yo is a satellite, mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps if you know this history, uh, the satellite was out of function when uh, going over Yo, and then recovered its possibility after. And uh, the letter said, uh, how could you bring back a close picture of a planet you, you intend to modify? <laughs> and then you had pictures, you had movies like Deep Impact. You had a lot of movies like that. Mm -hmm. You had a movie in which you remember the guy who was pouring a hole in, in, a, in, a in a comet. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis, Bruce, yeah. brrr, uh, pulling a hole and so on. So he was an American hero. He yeah, was saving the planet. Exactly, exactly. Well, well. So you, are, as you say, suppose we are uh, not a comet, but a family of comets falling on the Earth. What should we do to save the planet? Hide. <laughs> hijacking, you know. <laughs> Hijack them, yes. No, Take I, the I, Earth I, into the twin universe for a moment. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes, go into the twin universe for a moment. Yeah, for an example. But you know, uh, this object will arrive at 40 kilometers per second. So remember in the movies of Bruce Willis, the Russians are supposed to have a special vehicle very fast. You need a very fast vehicle to go to the comet and to make an half turn, no rocket can achieve that. It's impossible. You are absolutely unable with conventional system to go uh, and to meet a comet. And then you have to um, turn, to make an half turn, and then to make a hole in the comet. How do you make a hole in a, in a comet? Uh, you, you have Bruce Willis with yeah. this <laughs> fancy um, uh, hammer. Yeah, well, and then you put a bomb, uh, a bomb. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, crack crackers. You know. Yeah. No, you need an uh, antimatter bomb. You need an antimatter uh, system to dig in, and you need imagery propulsion with very high uh, specific impulsion. All was described in this uh, letter. Well, you could say, uh, this is brilliant. This is, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg, if you are listening, this is a new film, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dozen films for you. <laughs> yeah. 
this a whole yes. series. Uh, a and, ser- a ser- and, it, and it's got the, the science is more realistic uh, than, yes, than, than Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah. Much more realistic than Bruce Willis. You need uh, mm-hmm. a secret uh, American aircraft uh, yes, yes. and you need an antimatter bomb. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, uh, well uh, waiting, Spillier will call us to continue. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, uh, after reading this letter, uh, Was, you can say, well, uh, this guy has, has a lot of imagination. He knows a lot about uh, the parameters of the mission. And uh, he, he used that to make this uh, report. Fascinating, of course. But uh, we um, uh, started uh, um, to study the problem of uh, 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 Shoemaker-Levy objects. There are many strange problems. First, uh, when this was detected by uh, Shoemaker and Levy, uh, uh, it was very easy to, to show that with a very small telescope. <laughs> You did not use Palomar to see this object, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the question was, there are thousand people who observe nearby Jupiter. Why didn't see the object before? Because they emit light. Uh, then they emitted light, but sometimes they stopped. Sometimes, sometimes you have a dozen of objects, sometimes you have only seven and so on. So, and uh, the explanation was given in the letter, you know, Uh, it, uh, it was that um, the m- bomb uh, were carried by a uh, mo- uh, craft, and this craft were producing plasma all around, and sometimes plasma doesn't work so well, <laughs> so the object doesn't give the, li- the light. And then when uh, we analyze the impacts of the different elements, uh, there are... We cannot find two similar. <laughs> some emit magnesium uh, yeah, ion, some don't. <laughs> so the conclusion, scientific conclusion, is it it's a non unconventional comet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, it's funny, you know that. So, uh, as a conclusion, it's an, uh, a, a typical unconventional. <laughs> <laughs> typical unconventional. Exactly. Comment. And then, well, uh, we looked at this story, and then uh, a year after. After receiving this letter, Galileo passed by uh, Europa, or well, I think it must be Europa, and the instruments were stopped again, you know. Coincidentally. <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, again, yeah. And, uh, well, and uh, you know, uh, it was last year, the, the, the end of Galileo. Galileo. Uh, NASA decided that the mission of Galileo ended. So they decided to destroy Galileo and they pushed Galileo in the atmosphere of uh, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Look at the file, look at the web. <laughs> When Galileo was projected, you had big spots. Why? <laughs> as large as Europe again. <laughs> and there was ma- even a, a, a text to justify this uh, Galileo as a plutonium uh, generator. Uh, w- one meters long, you know. You have just pill of plutonium, and it works like a, a small uh, nuclear generator to produce electricity. So the guy who wrote the, the, the text said, uh, "When Galileo uh, dives in the atmosphere, the pressure grows, and then the pressure will compress the 
plutonium uh, pills. And you have a nuclear fusion. Yeah, fission, fission, fission. Because if you compress, but you know, imagine the, this uh, device is projected in the atmosphere. It will be spread. Uh, the altitude will not be the same. The chance that all the pills will act at the same time is zero. You know, so it cancels this text because you know I, I, I put an answer in my website and say, you know, why not fools? <laughs> Can't believe that. So this is a strange story of Galileo, and. Uh, uh, it goes with movies, with Bruce Willis. So, uh, suppose this is, these are really bombs. Uh, you cannot use it on the Earth. It's impossible. One bomb will destroy the life on the Earth. Then, why do you want to shoot you? Why do you want to shoot a rope? Could it be uh, uh, bombs against comets? Against asteroids? So, do Armageddon? Do we have something like Armageddon? And then astronomer will answer, well, you know, uh, sometimes people talk about uh, an, uh, an unknown planet that would strike us, but we would observe it. No, not it's not evident. When the solar system gets formed, you have the sun, you have the planets uh, turning around the sun, and they exchange energy and their trajectory are, are quickly modified. Mm. And the plan of ecliptic forms quite rapidly. We understand what name the plan of ecliptic. Mm -hmm. And would decide who is the plan of the ecliptic? The answer is Jupiter, because Jupiter has the strongest momentum. So he's not uh, the biggest, biggest planet, and he, for, he obliged the other planet to go in his planet trajectory. And then the exchange of energy makes the trajectory to become quite circular. It reduces eccentricity uh, of the trajectory. Well, But uh, it, it can happen that uh, a planet uh, two, three, four times larger than the Earth would be accelerated by uh, a big planet like Jupiter or Saturn and sent away uh, on a very eccentric trajectory, uh, 2,000 and a half years period with uh, an angle. So this planet doesn't play the general game, mm -hmm. doesn't exchange energy, so it conserves its uh, uh, trajectory very elliptic uh, while the other become very circular. Mm -hmm. And if by, uh, uh, by chance the, this trajectory cuts the trajectory of the Earth from time to... Uh, well, uh, when this planet is accelerated by a big planet... If this planet enters what we call Roche sphere, Roche sphere is almost two times the radius of the planet, two times and a half. And if this planet is uh, goes close to Jupiter, and is is as uh, close mm -hmm. as that, then it's break in million pieces. And this is not a planet. This is uh, a poignée de cailloux, uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, uh, thousand uh, uh, comets and asteroids, you know, and uh, this cannot be detected by a telescope.
And then when it crosses uh, the trajectory of the Earth, you have two solutions. Either it, it, it passes very far, either we get one. If we get one, I would just ask, what happens if it falls in the ocean? Answer. It'll I, vaporize the oceans. Yes, and then? And cloud cover. Kind of, cloud cover. Yeah, kind yeah. of like a nuclear winter effect. No, nuclear winter, because you know, no, but, but when, you ha- when you have a cloud, this cloud uh, inter- uh, interrupts the light. Mm-hmm. So it gets cold, mm-hmm. and it rains <laughs> yep. during 40 days and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Biblical. Exactly. Well, in the work that Laura's done, and in our work, uh, we found evidence that this kind of thing is, is going on, but, but the explanation is a bit different. It's that the sun has a companion star that's a dark star with an orbit of about 27 million years, and that when it's coming closest to the solar system, it goes through the Oort cloud, and it's like a bowling ball taking the, the pins and hitting them, and it sends out a lot of debris, the rocks, from the Oort cloud that then come and, and get on a, a that, That's an know, a interpretation, of course. And what it amounts to, your explanation, the one that, that we're working towards, is that there are cyclic catastrophes that hit the globe that involved asteroids and comets. Mm-hmm. And these come back regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last one was very recent, mm-hmm. mm, about you know, 500 A.D., Mm-hmm. When there is, you know, ice core, you know, from the ice uh, uh, archaeological and um, dendrochronology, you know, they analyze the tree, mm-hmm. ri- tree mm-hmm. rings. Mm-hmm. That uh, in Eastern Europe, and they, you know, in, in Europe you have the Dark Ages, mm-hmm. what they call the Dark Ages, when civilization mm-hmm. seemed to just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's certain people, certain, you know, there's a guy, uh, Mike Bailey, uh, who, who, who has looked into this and he... He's a Purple. dendrochronologist yeah, he proposes in Ireland. The theory that uh, that this is what happened in about 540, I think, AD, uh, that uh, Europe, large part of Europe, was essentially, you know, destroyed, destroyed, by set on fire by cometary impacts. Well, many suppose we have this kind of menace mm-hmm. of, of threatening all around. Suppose extraterrestrial people know that. Suppose they know the date. Suppose it w- it could be 2 or 12 or any kind of, of date. Mm-hmm. You know, they will f- cross the cloud. And then, if you want to see what happens, read the Bible. It's described. Exactly. exactly completely, you know. The, the, the sky becomes dark, stars are falling, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the catastrophic scenario. Nothing happens, and uh, the men with, uh, will have the, the sky falling on the head. Well, so we are good extraterrestrials, and we said, what do we do? Could you do something? Well, you know, uh, uh, you have this uh, tribe uh, in the United States. They have atomic bomb. Ah, they have the atomic bomb, so they are very close to, to do something. Yet we could accelerate uh, the evolution uh, let's build uh, a craft and put bodies in and uh, put on... Uh, you know, it's strange. 
in Roswell, you have people who traveled over uh, such large distance, and then they arrive and they said, and they crash. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> We took all this time to well, travel they a, here. They hit they a bit of bad weather in the macrocosmic uh, yes. system. No, that's, no, I mean, no. personally, I think that if um, you know, getting back to the idea of you know extraterrestrials being more evolved than us. Mm -hmm. That this could have been, if, if if Roswell happened, then I would suggest that it was deliberate. Yes, uh, a deliberate crash. Many yes, you know I have a humoristic interpretation that uh, was given by a woman uh, many years ago. Uh, perhaps I will tell it in French, and you, you will translate. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it's like when you have a car. Quand on a deux voitures et on est en train de guider quelqu'un, et on, on lui dit, je l'avais dit de le suivre, j'avais pas dit de me, de me de me serrer trop près. Another <laughs> 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 story is you've got uh, <laughs> car, two cars, and one of them is guiding the other one, <laughs> and there's an accident, and the person in the first car said, I told you to follow me, not to uh, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, perhaps it's a, a manipulation uh -huh. uh, just to accelerate the process and uh, uh, Shoemaker-Levy could correspond to this kind of uh, project to uh, make people in condition to destroy this comet. But... Uh, 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 As the United States have uh, advanced weapons, they are tempted to become the master of the world and so on. Mm -hmm. And so extraterrestrials say, oh, gosh, you know, they are going to... <laughs> to do uh, the other explanation is that the extraterrestrials know, knew, mm -hmm. given the nature of uh, certain humans, that given this power it would end up directly there. And so the manipulation wasn't a good manipulation, yes. but it was a negative manipulation. That's where we are And here. Why would extraterrestrials think, if we think that, um, you know, there's this cometary, the cyclical cometary impacts that have happened throughout the course of many, many years, why would any extraterrestrials think that they should save this group of civilization, us, not the last one? Why do they want to save us at all? Why do they care? Because we are, if we, I think we're very we, stupid. I think they should be. They should no, want to wipe us out. <laughs> let them. Let them burn. No, send no, more comments. No, to those because we are good wines. We're good wines. <laughs> 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 I try to find an explanation, but uh, you know, if we go back to uh, human text, we could think that even if the planet doesn't exist, there are some parts that correspond to the truth, and. Uh, uh, We are a peculiar planet even in the solar system because uh, we have um, a core, art core. And uh, the story about the birth of the moon uh, corresponding to a collision becomes more and more uh, uh, admitted. Uh, Astronomers begin to think that uh, there was a primitive Earth And, uh, and an object as large as Mars, Mars uh, stroke uh, the Earth, uh, uh, went on the center, and the ejecta gave the moon. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, life was destroyed on the Earth. Life was destroyed on the incoming planet. 
perhaps we return back to the bacteria, but bacteria is a very advanced uh, level of, for life, you know. Mm-hmm. It just takes uh, some 100 million years to, to rebuild all the things, you know. And it's not a problem. Cosmic time, that's not very long. No, no, it's not very long. So, so uh, it, it arises uh, a question, what happened to the souls of the incoming uh, inhabitants. <laughs> <laughs> Are they underground, you know? <laughs> Are they audible? <laughs> well, this is another subject. I'll close it. Well, maybe we can get into that in our next podcast and look more <laughs> at the metaphysical issues. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, why w- would they uh, act? Why was the Earth so peculiar? So, if we, uh, if the, the moon is created by a collision. This collision brings a lot of uh, kinetic energy. This energy is dissipated in thermal energy, so our magma becomes active again. And this activity is anomalous for, for, uh, with respect to another planet. We have made maps of all the planets of the solar system, like Mars and like Venus, with a radar, a radar uh, examination. And uh, uh, there is no movement of the continent. You know, uh, They have not uh, mountains, no but they have volcanoes, and these volcanoes, are still there because there is no weather, there is no rain. You know, if you, it would rain, this huge volcano that you have on Mars would disappear w- within uh, 2,000 years. Uh, Mars would be completely flat, you know. Mm. So uh, the, uh, the Earth is not flat because our continents are moving, and when they collide, you obtain the Alps, you obtain the Himalaya. And suppose you stop the movement of the continent, in 100,000 years, the Earth would be, would be flat. And what the humid uh, texts say is that uh, our planet is very peculiar. The others are not like that. Uh, their own planet, if it exists, is flat, as flat as Ireland. They are, uh, they are not um, deft. You know, the altitude maximum is 200, uh, 200 feet, 200 meters, and depth in the ocean is weak too. And there are no uh, natural barrier, no mountains. So uh, the number of species is 500 less than on our planet. Oh, in any kind of animal, birds, uh, snakes. 500 uh, times less. 500 less. And we have races uh, when they arrived in 1949 and they had the first image of the human beings on the surface of the earth. They thought that we were painting our face in yellow and black <laughs> because they were men, men with several colors, you know. Huh? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, a thousand languages. We have an uh, uh, incredible... Uh, uh, Variety. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, th- this is the same thing for g- our genetic. We uh, we are a tank for genetic uh, data. Uh. Mm. So perhaps this is the interest we we show for others. And on that, I think we need to end it for this podcast. We'd like to thank Jean-Pierre Petit again for being with us. 
And as always, you can visit our website at www.signs-of-the-times.org. And you can visit Jean Pierre's site at www.jp-pet.com. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.